Welcome everyone to another episode of Slasher Scotty. I am your host Scotty McCoy and boy do I have a treat for you today. I have my very first wrestling icon on the phone right now. I have uh, Princess Victoria from fame with the WWF. Hello uh, Princess Victoria, how you doing? I'm doing great, Scotty. How are you today? I am doing amazing. I'm so glad that I was able to get you on the phone. I know we had an interview scheduled, what, about two weeks ago, but with that uh, hurricane that came through, uh, things got had, had to get postponed due to power outages. So uh, glad well, to have I, you on. I was, watching, I was watching you guys on the East Coast on the news, and I was doing a whole lot of things on my knees. <laughs> yes, exactly. So um, I got a couple of questions, about 11 of them for you. And the first one I got for you is, uh, how did you get your start into professional wrestling? And what made you want to become a professional wrestler? Well, in all actuality, I was kind of tricked into becoming a professional wrestler. <laughs> um, I, I was a wrestling fan. Okay. Which, to me, that's the basis. Every wrestler needs to be a fan before he becomes a wrestler. Right. And I, I uh, was working at Vinny's on 23rd Birdside in Portland, lost my job. I'd been going to the matches at the Chicago Sports Arena in Portland, and I knew Sandy Barr, the referee there. And that Saturday night, as I was walking into the matches, I asked Sandy, I said, I lost my job, do you have something for me? Well, I didn't even get to watch matches that night because he put me straight to work. <laughs> and I guess it was about probably five, six months later, Sandy mm-hmm. had been running a wrestling training school, mm-hmm. and he approached me one night, and he said, look, I've got a girl that's wrestling, that's training to be a wrestler, but I don't have anybody to train her with. Right. Because every, all the other trainees were uh, male. Right. But, you know, can you come out and just do, you know, just do a little workout with her, you know, I'm, I'm not going to let her hurt you or anything like that, just come out and do it. Well, I got out there, and like I said, I had no intention of becoming a wrestler. I was just a fan. Mm -hmm. And I took my first bump, ran my first set of ropes, and I was hooked. Uh, Before before two months was out, the girl that I was supposed to be helping train quit, and I ended up going on through the business. Right. And that's that's pretty much how it happened. Nice. So, um, how did it come about on you getting signed by Vince McMahon? Uh, that was through uh Lula okay. in South Carolina. Okay. Uh Sandy had uh Noah McIntyre had come down to train with us and Sandy had booked me and Velvet for pretty much over a year. We worked for Alfonso up in uh all-star. Okay. We worked for Ed Moretti. In fact, our first match was for Ed Moretti in uh, Idaho. Mm-hmm. And of course, Don kept us working, which it was extremely uh, rare to see women in the same territory for over like two weeks or three weeks. Right. But uh, Don had booked us for over a year. Mm-hmm. And uh, Sandy came to Velvet and I one day and he said, look, girls, I've done all I can do. If you want to continue to get looked for wrestling, I've got only one choice. I have. And the way he said it, I probably should have taken a hint. <laughs> he said, I have no choice but to send you to Mula. Right. And 
I wanted to continue wrestling, so that's what happened. I uh, uh-huh. packed my packed what I had and in a few duffel bags, got on an airplane. I flew into Charlotte, uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. Stopped to see a friend of mine for a couple weeks. This this friend of mine was a uh, one of the legends and icons, and uh, the entire two weeks I was there, he kept saying, "Vicky." He said, why don't you just stay here with me? <laughs> he said, you can stay here. You can have the extra bedroom. You know, get yourself a job. You know, get get yourself set up. He said, mm-hmm. I, I'd really rather not see you get a move. <laughs> but I didn't take, take the hit with him either. And uh, two weeks later, I walked into Moolah's camp. <laughs> so how... And Go ahead. she started booking me, and before I knew it, Within a year, I was working, uh, most, most of the time I worked, I was working for uh, Vince McMahon Sr. at the WWF. Right. Right, so what was it like working for Vince? Uh, did you enjoy working for him? Well, it was pretty much the same as any other territory I've been in. Okay. Except the paydays were not as good as they were with Bill Watts or... With uh, 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 Switch Bonner in Texas, mm-hmm. uh, you know there was too many $50 nights and $100 nights, and every time I go back to Moolah's from being in New York, I hadn't made any money. In fact, I owed her money. <laughs> wow, crazy. So, what what was it like? I know there's a lot of like horror stories about Fabulous Moolah. Can you shed any light on them? Are they are like what did you think of Fabulous Moolah? was the fabulous mule of the wrestler. Right. And then there was Lily and Elisor, the business person. Right. Um, Mula was, is part of my history. Mm-hmm. You know, if it wasn't for Mula the wrestler or Mula the slave girl, I very well may not have ever been in anywhere to where anybody would have seen me. Right. And I respect that woman. Uh, mm-hmm. Lily and Elisor, the business woman, I have absolutely no respect for it at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't know it at the time. Uh, didn't figure it out until about 20, 30 years later. But, and Judy Martin is one that actually hired a lawyer. It was found out that uh, Moolah, when she was getting the checks, see, a lot of times we didn't get cash. Right. And the checks would be sent to Moolah. Mm-hmm. And Judy found out she got, she had her book where she wrote down every payday in New York. And then once her and Leilani started, uh, 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 oh shoot, the tag mm-hmm. team, right. uh, the Glamour Girls, right. uh, she had started getting her checks directly from Vince McMahon Jr. And there was a very, very noticeable difference in the paychecks she was getting from Vince Jr. and the paychecks that she was told she got from Mm -hmm. Vince Jr. from Whirling. Right. And she hired a lawyer, and the lawyer said, yeah, you've got a great case. Mm Mm-hmm. You know? You you can sue her, but you don't have the money. Right. Because Lillian had five lawyers on retainer. Mm-hmm. Um, Lillian, 
that uh greg you know greg gilbert he you you uh interviewed with him already he uh he's actually the reason why we came into connection um and he wanted me to ask you about uh this about this uh mega star because he, he said that you have like a good story and like a, a good um understanding about who this person really is and i just want to get an insight on that i'm sure everybody else would like to hear about it but what about uh how was uh hulk hogan <laughs> 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 well, I give a little backstory. I knew Terry before he was Hulk Hogan. Right. I knew Terry when he worked in the Pacific Northwest for Don Owens. Okay. And we, you know, we knew each other well. Mm-hmm. But there was one night when I, I hadn't seen him for years, you know, three or four years. And Velvet and I were booked against Joyce and, and uh, Wendy at, at Madison Square Garden. And here comes Terry. And he'll always be Terry to me, not Hulk Hogan, he's Terry. <laughs> um, here comes Terry Hogan walking down. And I went, hey, Terry, how you doing? You know, I was, it was nice to see an old friend. Right. That prima donna stuck his nose up in the air and walked by me like he didn't know who the hell I was. Wow. And he, I, I was standing there and I was in a little bit of shock, so it took me a couple of seconds. And I've got a mouth, as most people will tell you. <laughs> and he got probably 20, 25 feet away from me. And I hollered out, hey, Terry, prima donna watch. <laughs> and Ron Kaiser happened to be sitting on a bench getting ready to do an interview and he liked to roll on the floor laughing when I did that. That was Rowdy Roddy Piper? Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah, well, he was a friend of mine, too. Awesome. How was Piper? Was he nice? Oh, Piper was... Piper was a gentleman. Nice. He was a good professional wrestler. If you needed, if you wanted information from him or you wanted him to critique your match, mm-hmm. he was more than happy to do it. Uh, when the girls and I came to any territory Roddy was in, right. Roddy would make sure that we made it to the hotels and whatever towns because, like I said, right. women didn't get stay but two or three weeks, so you really didn't know the territory that well. Right. But Roddy would lead us to the motels. Um, he'd make sure that we knew where the, where the, whatever, um, venue it was, where it was. Mm-hmm. He was, he was just a good all-around guy. Okay. And his, his family meant more to him than anything. Nice. That's awesome. 
So, um, and you can thank Greg for this question as well. He told me to ask you about these two people, and I know one of them is a good is somebody you like, and another one is somebody you don't. And I, I don't want you, you don't have to hold back. You can say what you really feel. Like I really want to get the inside scoop. So, what about um, the sensational Sherry, and what about Vince McMahon Jr., Vincent Kennedy McMahon? All right, let's start with the good side. Let's start with Sherry. <laughs> Sounds like a plan to me. <laughs> um, I met Sherry at uh, at the camp at Moolah's camp, right? And she was living in a little house on the same side of the pond as Moolah was, and there was mm-hmm. a deck out in front of her uh, house at okay. in the middle of the pond. And Sherry and I, any day that the both of us were in town. You didn't even have to think. You'd find us out on that dock. We'd be, you know, we had a six-pack of beer dropped, tied uh, to a rope, dropped into the lake so it'd stay cold. We'd be out there sunbathing, listening to music, and talking. Right. And let me tell you what, Sherry Martell, that was one of the most beautiful souls I have ever met in my life. She, she, she would take the shirt, she only had one shirt and we were in the middle of a blizzard and I was cold, that woman would take her shirt off and put it on me so I'd be warm. Aww. And that was Sherry in a nutshell. Nice. Um, Marula did, once again, Marula did not do her right, but <laughs> she was smarter than me. Uh, once she left Marula, she went straight to the boys, her brothers. Mm-hmm. Which back in my day we called each other brother and sister, and we were a family. Okay. Uh, she went to Buddy Rose and uh, uh, Ed Wiskowski. Okay. And she started she started getting bookings. Uh, she and then and then the infamous Sherry Martell appeared. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of, in my opinion, one of the best professional managers male or female in the history of wrestling. Yeah, I, I completely can agree with that, too. She was such a professional. She did her job well. She When she was hated, she could definitely get the heat from the crowd, and I loved it. All she had to do was walk out there and give you a look. Yep. <laughs> she did not have to open her mouth. She did not have to, you know, uh, slap at anybody or anything. All she had to do was walk out strike that pose and give a look. Yep. And depending on where she was, you either hated her or loved her. Or yep. you loved to hate her. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So what now, about... As far oh. as Vinny's concerned, <laughs> I don't really have a good thing to say about Vinny. Okay. Um, I hold him responsible for Owen Hart's death. Okay. A lot of people hold Vince Russo Responsible. I hold Vinny responsible okay. because, in the long run, the last word on whatever they were going to do was in Vinny's hands. Exactly. And I, uh, I was watching an interview that Piper did the other day, and like he said, what does dropping somebody out of the sky from 90 feet in the air have to do with wrestling? Yep. Um, when, when I wrestled, when it was the WWF, when I wrestled for Vince Senior, mm-hmm. and I will call him Mr. McMahon, mm-hmm. 
we may have only seen him for 30 seconds. Right. But he made it a point to stop in the girls' room, let us know, you know, yes, this is what I want. Yep. And to say hello and just to check on our status. Mm-hmm. From the time Junior took it over, <laughs> I never saw it. Yep. And, you know, he didn't come to check on us. He didn't, he didn't even recognize the fact that we were there. Right. Huh. You know, and, and what he's done to my business. Yep. Um, I'm a wrestler. Right. I'm a professional wrestler. Mm-hmm. Rose McIntyre, Judy Martin, Joyce Grable, <laughs> Leilani Kai. Yep. You know, Despina Montaga, Sherry Martell, they were wrestlers. Yeah. Um, I've never been a diva, and if somebody calls me a diva, I do take offense to it. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not a diva, I'm not a model, mm-hmm. I'm not a sex kitten, I'm a professional wrestler. Exactly. Exactly. And he has, he has put a scar <laughs> on women's professional wrestling that will last for the ages. Yep. Yep. I think I think the, the day that I learned to hate, and that's a very strong word, but it's 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 mm-hmm. the way I feel about Junior. Yeah. I was I was up one night and he had sent the girls and the guys to wait mm-hmm. to entertain troops. Triple mm-hmm. H was playing Santa Claus. The wow. girls were in. You know, they kept talking about the challenge that's coming up. Whoever wins the challenge is going to be Triple H's little helper. <laughs> well, challenge in my brain was a wrestling match. Right. And here come these three girls out. They've all got their little Santa helper hat on and their little Santa coat. Mm-hmm. Which, that, you know, we all had those short little coats too. That was, that was fine with me. So yeah. they took their coats off. And I can't remember the name of the three girls. Okay. The only thing those girls had on under those coats was three triangles and butt floss. Wow. Yeah. And I'm going, I'm thinking there for a second, how the hell are you going to wrestle in something like that? <laughs> right. And then they began to dance. It was not a wrestle yep. challenge. It was a dance challenge. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that was missing was the steel pole in the middle of the ring. Huh. And I almost lost my 55 it's DLP that night because I came real close to put my foot through it. <laughs> and that was last time that I watched WWE. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe that was late 86 or early 87. Okay. Yeah. It's insane. So if you got to... Well, go ahead. I don't hold the girls responsible. Right. They have to do what they feel they have to do in order to get booked. Yeah. I hold Vinny responsible. Yep. Yeah, because he, uh, like you said, and and we all know it. At the end of the day, Vince has the final say on what goes down. It doesn't matter what the creative is writing. It doesn't matter what they write. He has to approve anyways. And if he doesn't like it, he'll tell them and they'll change it to what he wants. Well, he basically turned women's professional wrestling into a TNA show. Right. You know, a lot of those girls, you know, didn't know the difference between a handlock and a headlock. Right. 
Hmm. And he, he turned it into a sex show. Yep. Yep. So if you got a call from Vince McMahon Jr. and he asked you to be a part of the WWE Hall of Fame, would you accept? Absolutely not. Sounds like a plan. And I, I, me and Greg talk about that all the time about the Hall of Fame. It really isn't a Hall of Fame. You have Donald Trump in it. You have Pete Rose in it. So it's like... Greg? It's like, what do they have to do with wrestling? They're celebrity stars that were in that were inducted because they had what a, a storyline in wrestling that lasted what a week. Right now, now if you're talking about Mr. T being inducted, right? I now, agree with that. I agree because, with that too. You know, the Hulk Hogan bit and Mr. T and Roddy Piper that was part of wrestling history. Right. If you're talking about Cindy Lauper, I was just gonna say Cindy Lauper, the rock and roll of wrestling. Yep. Exactly. Well, I'm, I'm waiting for them to get the freaking parking lot attendant and put him in the WWE Hall of Fame. <laughs> I agree, right? It's, it's crazy. Like, they're, they're adding people that don't need to be in. And, like, I mean, I could see Mr. T. I mean, he was in the first ever WrestleMania main event. He was with Hulk Hogan. And I could see, you know, Cindy Lauper creating that rock and roll of wrestling. Right. Even Andy Kaufman. Yeah, exactly. And Jesus, like a pimple, God rest his soul. <laughs> you know, he had, a, he had a part. Right, exactly, exactly. But all these other people, are you kidding me? And on top of that, can you tell me the address to the WWE Hall of Fame? <laughs> I will tell you, it is in, in every arena around the country that is hosting it that year, and then it's gone. Because there is no physical building. There is no physical building. Now, the Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame, that is a Hall of Fame. Well, you, you mean in uh, 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 Wichita Falls, Texas, run by uh, Kay and Dutch Mantel? Yes. That's a Hall of Fame. Exactly. It's got a physical address. Yes. And Dutch Mantel, uh, when Flossie, uh, Moolah's daughter, when uh, Moolah died... Mm-hmm. And Flossie was in there uh, taking, you know, taking inventory and sorting out what was Moolah's and what was not. Mm-hmm. She right. took everything that Moolah had in her office, all of her wrestling gear, right. and put it out for the trash. Huh. And yeah. Dutch, Dutch called about five or six days somewhere in that area after Moolah died and asked Flossie, you know, I'd like to have, you know, like one outfit of Moolah's. Mm-hmm. Put in my Hall of Fame. And from what I was told, if it's a lie, can't hold it. Uh, Flossie told Dutch, well, you better get in your truck and get here, because I set it out for the trash can. Right. And from what I understand, when Dutch Mark, Mark Mantel got there with his truck, she had indeed set everything out right. for the trash carry-off. And if it hadn't been for Dutch, there wouldn't be any anything other than a few pictures of Moolah in his Hall of Fame. Right. Exactly. So, which female wrestler did you enjoy working with the most? Uh, Oh, Lord. Now you're asking me to pick. Uh, Now you're asking me to pick. Of course. Uh, Judy Martin. 
Mm-hmm. Lord have mercy. Her and I used to have fun. Um, Leona Kai. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yep. And so easy. And then Death Beat Among Us. Nice. Nice. So, speaking of Velvet McIntyre, you have held the WWF Women's Tag Team titles with her. What was it like when you first won the belts? Oh, that night is forever etched in my brain. <laughs> we, we weren't told until we got there that night what was going to happen. Right. And, uh, and uh, we, I remember walking out to the ring. Right. And when you're walking out, you really don't get a sense of how large mm-hmm. Madison Square Garden really is. Yeah. And <laughs> have you ever been to a concert where you're like on the fourth or fifth row and you look up into the, you know, the uh, oxygen, oxygen depleted seats? Yep. And you can see something, but it, you're not quite sure if it's male, female, <laughs> blonde, brunette. Right. Uh, that's pretty much what the arena looked like that night. Wow. And if you watch, if you watch that match, Vel- I hooked Velvet's elbows, and we did a little dosey do. <laughs> and I looked at Velvet, and I'm gonna bleep it out. I said, Velvet, look at all these bleeping people. <laughs> and I just went, Wow. That's awesome. But once that bell rang. Mm-hmm. You forgot about it. You forgot about all those people. Yep. You, you, you didn't forget about the people, but you forgot about how humongous yeah. the uh, uh, crowd was. Right. Um, and you went to work. Yep. And Velvet and I and Joyce and Wendy gave them one heck of a show that night. That's awesome. And yeah, speaking of in the top four, I forgot it's actually top five. I forgot Wendy Richter, God bless her soul. Nice. I love Wendy Richter. She was great. She is, she was and still is one yep. of the most awesome people I know. She, she along with Sherry Martell, had a heart. Yeah. Um, in fact, she's in Florida now, um, and she does uh, dog rescue. Okay. Nice. And she raises, I believe, their Great Dane. Not Great Danes. Um, oh, shoot. What's the name of the dogs that race? Great Bernard? Great. Gray. Greyhound. Greyhound. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her, her dogs have actually been to the uh, the big dog show. Okay. And she, had, she has come in second, third, and first. <laughs> nice. With the dogs that she raises. That's awesome. So, um, we know that, you know, professional wrestling is really grueling on the body, but it is also really grueling on the mind when you, with all the traveling. So how was it traveling city to city, state to state, country to country as a professional wrestler for like the WWF? Well, unlike a lot of people, I didn't have a family. I didn't have a husband or children at home. All right. So to me, every day was a new adventure. Right. You know, um, going to Niagara Falls the first time. Mm-hmm. You know, and seeing Niagara Falls frozen over and they had the lights behind it. Right. Uh, you know, every, every little town you went to, it was just 
another stop. Mm-hmm. Okay, they've got this or they've got that. You know, it, like I said, every day was a new adventure to me. Right. Okay. So uh, we know you retired back in 1984. Um, would you want to tell our, our listeners um, what, like, if there's a specific reasoning for your retirement? Uh, yes. Uh, I got my neck broke in, in the ring. Okay. In uh, uh, Pennsylvania. Okay. Uh, the first week of September of 1984. Okay. Uh, if there was a mishap that happened in the ring, a girl shot on my head. She went to pile drive me. She stumbled. She fell. And let me tell you what, if you don't think a pile driver can work, I'm, I'm, I'm living proof. <laughs> wow, that's insane. Because, and the thing was, is after I got my neck broke, I finished the match. Right. And went back to the dressing room. And I was sitting there, I was cooling down. Mm-hmm. Bent over to unlace my boots, and this pain Ooh. went from my left shoulder all the way up my neck. And I, said, and I sat back up. I said, all right, what muscle did you pull now? Huh. And I sat there for a few more minutes. And from what I understand, when I bent over the second time, I screamed so loud that every wrestler, and even this time, Vinny Jr., came running to the dressing room. Wow. The next thing I remember, I was laying on a uh, on a gurney. Mm-hmm. They were putting me in the ambulance. Don't remember much mm-hmm. after that. Wow. Uh, the next month or so is pretty much a blur. Right. Crazy. So I know, we, um, you know, with co- this COVID is going along. Okay, sorry about that. <laughs> I know COVID is going on in the, currently in the world. So I'm sure a lot of public appearances have been canceled or postponed. But do you do any public appearances or meet and greets with the fans? Actually, in the last five years, yes, I, I do. I've been. Okay. Uh, and it's really weird. I moved out to the West Coast, and they finally mm-hmm. wanted me in New Jersey on the East Coast. <laughs> Right. Um, <laughs> I've been to uh, about three shows for my friend uh, uh, Cameron Starr here in Portland. Okay. Uh, I've been to Blue Collar Wrestling in Portland. Uh, you know, if if somebody offers me a booking to do signings, I'm there. Awesome, awesome. That's great. Um, so the last question I got for you is more of a plug. So do you have any websites or social media accounts that you'd like to tell the listeners about that they can follow you, as well as anywhere they can get any signed merchandise or memorabilia? Well, I do my own stuff and merchandise and memorabilia under two, two Facebook sites. Okay. Um, Velvet McIntyre and Princess Victoria in that order on Facebook. Okay. And then I have my personal web page, which is Vicki Otis, uh, V-I-C-K-I, Otis, at Facebook. And yes, I do. I have, I actually have some, uh, Kay, when, uh, when Dutch went down to get Lula's stuff, they found a whole bunch of my, uh, my memorabilia, my, my photos in there. Okay. And she sent me those, so I've been, I've been signing Signing some of those, some I, I'm kept what's left of the originals, but I have made reproductions of them, and I do sign those. Okay. Um, I've got a T-shirt uh, that uh, 
was actually uh, Tom Filsinger of uh, the Legends of Wrestling game. Okay. Allowed me to use the artwork off my card in the Legends of Wrestling, and I'm selling uh, T-shirts with that on there, and I had superimposed my actual autograph on the on the T-shirt. Awesome. And you can just contact me at either one of those Facebook pages, and um, the more you buy, the easier I get. You know, the shirts start out at $28, including shipping. Okay. Uh, the 8x10s are $10 a piece, including shipping. Okay. Um, I do Venmo, and uh, money orders, bank, bank checks. You know, just contact me on either one of those websites, awesome. and, and we'll, uh, I'll show you everything I've got. Awesome. Sounds like a plan. Thank you so much, Victoria, for your time. I truly appreciate it. Well, I appreciate you having me on here, and I'd really like to say thank you to all those fans out there. Of course. Because without those fans... Including yourself, Scotty, I wouldn't yep. be anybody. Exactly, exactly. And I thank Greg as well. He uh, put me in touch with you. He had nothing but nice things to say about you. And uh, he even told me, he's like, Scotty, I, I, uh, I definitely put in a good word for you with Vic, with uh, Victoria. <laughs> oh, he did. He, he made sure that uh, I knew who you were and that you were legit. Because yep. unfortunately, there are, some, there are some phonies out there. There are. There really are. And I mean... I, it's funny because like I I get nervous about that myself because like these celebrities don't know me for Adam you know like I interview mostly the horror celebrities in that from because you know hence the name Slasher Scotty but, but I'm trying to branch out into other entertainment aspects and I was at my parents all last week and about two weeks ago I think it was on a Wednesday I had an interview with somebody from the Child's Play franchise. And uh, I didn't get a chance to upload her uh, interview or the sneak peek um, until I got back from my parents' place. So uh, yeah, I was uh, I, I was like, oh gosh, I, I hope uh, I hope everybody's like, oh my god, I hope it, when is that interview going on? So I got that on there, but I'll definitely be getting yours on a lot sooner. But I'm so glad that uh, that Greg put in a good word because that just helps and ease the comfortab- uh, comfortability level also with the guests because, like you said, like you don't know if they're a phony or if they're legit, especially. Especially when they're just reaching out to you. Right, right. And it's always good, you know, if you know somebody like yourself now, Scotty, yep. like Greg, like Bob Johnson. Yep. You know, have, have them if you're going if you're going to if you're going to contact especially wrestlers, because God knows yep. every one of us has been scammed in one way or another, especially if we worked for Vinny Jr. Yep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, have one of if you've got a friend that's a wrestler, have him reach out for you first. Okay. You know, have, have that person send, send a private message or drop a phone call or drop a text and say, hey, Scotty's going to be calling you. I know this guy. He's legit. Right. Sounds like a plan. And that- it's going to be, yeah. I mean, I had to do that with Dark Side of the Ring. I had to do that with uh, Samu and yep. Offer and Sika because... Dark Side of the Ring was trying to get a hold of them, and they were like, nah, brother. (laughs) (laughs) I I had to call up Sam and say, Sam, they're legitimate. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Okay, Vicky. Okay, Princess. I'll, I'll return a call then. Awesome. Well, I would love to interview even Afa and Seek and Samu. I mean, they're legends in their own right. You know what I mean? They're For God's sakes, they're the member of the Samoan family. I mean... (laughs) 
So, I, I, I mean, if, if, hey, if you could put in a word for me to them, that would even be awesome. I will definitely, I, I can definitely put in a word to Sam, and Sam is basically the entrance into the dynasty. Yep. Because he's going he's gonna to be the one that's going to talk to Opla and Sika, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, he's going to say, okay, Vicky said. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I thank you again, Vicky, for you uh, doing this interview. I'm glad we were able to make it happen. I truly appreciate it. And uh, I hope you uh, stay safe during this pandemic. I know it's crazy out there nowadays. <laughs> um, but I thank yeah, and I thank you so much for everything. And I hope you have a good rest of your night. Thank you, and I appreciate you having me on the show. And once again, thank you to you and all those fans out there. Not a problem. I really appreciate every one of you. Not a problem. I will definitely uh, tag you in the post, and I'll send you a message once uh, they're updated, and I'll give you the link to all the sites. All right, great. You have a good evening, everybody. I'll talk to you later. Thank you. You too. All right. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.